Live from the Pacific Northwest, it's Portland Story Theater's Valentine's Day show, Kiss and Tell, Real True Stories. May the narrative be with you. It was the most amazing party. It was the winter solstice, and everybody I knew was there. And everybody that my roommates knew was there. And we had mistletoe everywhere. And the music was blaring, and everybody was dancing. It was a great time. And then I saw that hippie cabinet maker, and he was standing unawares underneath the mistletoe. And so I thought I would take advantage of this opportunity. But before I tell you what happened next, I want to tell you how I came to that moment. So I want to take you back to when I was 15. When I was 15, I had been raised in a very uh, crazy Irish Catholic household. I had, right, woohoo, those who know, yes. I had a boyfriend. I'm just going to call him the bad boyfriend, okay? I had the bad boyfriend. And I was with the bad boyfriend, not one, not five, but nine years. Nine years with the bad boyfriend. And after I had our baby, so it wasn't all bad. After I had our baby, I knew I had to leave. So at 24, I was free. I immediately sought professional therapy and went to counseling. And my counselor said, Lynn, you have a type that you are attracted to. And I must admit I did, typically packaged in that tall, dark, and handsome. But that type was not good for me. It wasn't working for me at all. It was terrible. And the therapist said, listen, you have to try a new type. Okay. I like this idea. But the thing that was really happening to me is that I had to get my mojo back. You know, I was just running on empty. And so I decided that I was going to go dancing. I love dancing, and this was the era, here I'm really going to date myself, discotheques were what was happening. It was a fantastic time with the lit up floors, and it was great. So I went dancing, and I also did quite a bit of dancing, not just on the dance floor, but let's say between the sheets. <laughs> if you follow what I'm talking about here. <laughs> It was very liberating. I uh, had sex at every opportunity, at the discotheque, in the park, at the library, in the car, from the hitchhiker that picked me up. And yes, I was that girl. I was on a spree, but it was deeply empowering. Oh, I just felt so much better, recharged. But you know what? I was desperately lonely. I was so lonely. The thing I learned from my relationship with the bad boyfriend is that it's better to be lonely and alone 
than it is to be lonely and with someone. But I was alone and I was so lonely and I decided, okay, time to really get serious and look for a partner. Somebody that could really love me and love my baby and I could have a family and I could live that dream. So there was this man who rode the bus. I rode the bus, we rode the bus, we both read. We talked about books, he was a book lover. Now this man, he was nice. He was definitely not my type. <laughs> he was a hippie, he had kind of long, scraggly hair, but he was very nice and he was really fun to talk to because he liked to read and I liked to read. And he came over and he met my baby and he loved my baby. And my baby loved him. And he would take us out to dinner, out to french fries, over to the park. He took us to the circus. It was fantastic. We were like a little family. But the thing about this man was I was not attracted to him. In fact, there was something spectacularly unattractive about his mouth. You know, I don't know what it was, but I just didn't want to kiss him. And so I didn't. And I did all these wonderful, fun things with him. This guy even came over and painted my kitchen, you know? But I was affectionate, but there was no sex and there was no kissing. And I could tell that he was falling in love with me, very seriously. And while I was enjoying his adoration, I mean, it was making me feel so alive and so good and so loved, and that was a wonderful thing, but I couldn't kiss him. And I thought that that was so unfair to him, so I broke it off. And as a result, I kind of broke his heart, but not as bad as if I had stayed with him. So I moved on to the bartender. There was a bartender uh, in the little bar in the building where I worked downtown, and he was really hot. I just sizzling. He was <laughs> he was not necessarily my type either. He was kind of short and stocky, you know, think sumo wrestler. But I liked his mouth. Yes. And I wanted to kiss him. And I did. And we did lots of and it was great. And he met my little baby and he liked him and my little baby liked him back and we would go and do things together and people would think we were a little family and it was really very nice and I was thinking, oh, this is good, this is good and we were having lots of great sex and I was really falling in love with him. You know, that love making, it kind of makes you fall in love with people. And uh, so after a while I worked up the courage to tell him that I loved him. And you know, that's always a big decision. And I told him I loved him, and he told me that he was in love with someone else. So that was the end of that, and I turned to the personal ads. And that was a whole adventure unto itself, but I eventually met this man who was an artist and he was not my type either. 
he was one of those raging redheads with that really, really milky white skin. But I was totally attracted to him. We had some deep chemistry. He did not meet my kid. He was not interested in my kid. But I was really lonesome, and the sex was really great. And I lived with a bunch of roommates, and I could put the baby down to sleep, and I could escape my life as a mother and working in an office, and I would go over to the artist's house, and we would take psychedelics, and we would have lots of crazy sex, and then I would come home and get dressed for work and get the baby ready, and that was my life. And my roommate, Sandy, she often watched my little baby, and that was very wonderful because she loved my kid, and I felt like he was really safe. But she and I, and my little baby decided that we were going to move out of the communal household that we were living in because it was just not a good, good scene. And we moved into another communal household. And one of these guys that had lived in the house was a hippie cabinet maker. Now, when I first saw him, I knew for sure he was not my type. He was, uh, well, first off, he was a hippie, and I just was not into the hippie thing, you know? It just did not appeal to me. And he wore overalls, which I thought was really weird. And, uh, well, I did. And he wore a little scarf around his neck. I think that's kind of coming back, you know? And, uh, but I thought he looked sort of like a choo-choo train engineer. <laughs> But he, uh, he had moved out, but it was just down the road, so he kept coming back to the house. And he came back so often that Sandy and I weren't sure who he liked. I mean, we knew he liked one of us, but we weren't sure which one, you know, where it was sashaying around and looking all sexy with him there, but we weren't really sure who he liked. But I know for sure that he liked my little baby, my little boy. He liked my son, and my son liked him, and he was very nice, and... He was a wonderful guy and funny, and uh, so when I was at that party, which was amazing, and that hippie cabinet maker was standing under that mistletoe, and you know, my date, the artist guy, was sitting there on the couch, kind of waiting for it to all subside so we could just go have sex, because he didn't really care about the party, but there was that hippie cabinet. And I decided to just kind of dance on over there, nonchalantly, you know. I think uh, She's a Brick House was playing. <laughs> and he and I kissed. And I've got to tell you, it was the most amazing kiss in the universe. I mean, it was like the movies, you know, where there's the fireworks going off and the earth is kind of moving and we're kissing and kissing and kissing. And then we stopped and we were both kind of surprised. And we noticed that everyone else in the room was quite surprised too. <laughs> 
because they were all staring at us, including my date, the artist, and his girlfriend. But one year later, on the winter solstice, the hippie cabinet maker and I got married, and apparently, now that it's been well over 30 years, he was my type. 